Food, restaurants, chefs, and farmers, welcome to Reach Radio, brought to you by Waterloo Region Eats. I'm Andrew Coppolino. Downtown Kitchener is home to Rhapsody Barrel Bar in the center block. It's a venue that offers food, music, comedy, open mic nights, and private functions. It's a barrel of fun. This is episode 14. It's eclectic, if nothing else. It's a restaurant, a bar, a music hall, and a clothing store all under one roof. Rhapsody Barrel Bar has a vision to promote artists and bands in an intimate setting where fans can eat and drink, but also learn where inspiration comes from and share the stories behind the music. Tammy Lawrence is Rhapsody owner. Hi, how are you? I'm great, Andrew. How are you? What's a barrel bar? Well, it's a place where we feature wine and whiskey and scotch, everything that uh, is fermented in a barrel. Oh, that's, that's where okay. it comes from. That's yeah, I see you got a couple there behind the uh, behind the bar. Are they actually functional? We do, yeah, wine on top. So it comes in a keg just like your beer kegs would, and we funnel it up through the... It's just for show, essentially, the barrels. So is it is it something that you were familiar with from another business? Is it something that is a southern U.S. thing, or where'd you get the idea? Um, I saw it uh, in my travels one time. I saw a wine on, on tap in the U.S. and I just thought it was a really great idea. And then uh, I was at a food show and uh, some wineries were sampling it from the keg. It's pretty new in Canada, I believe. Not too many restaurants are doing it. Although it's becoming more of a uh, I see more re- restaurants popping up all around Toronto with it on tap quite it's often. Almost, uh, it's almost part of your sort of eye for design, isn't it? I mean, it I think that's probably where that touch might come from, if I could say. Absolutely, yes. That's how, who you are a little bit, isn't it? A little bit, Well, yeah. tell me about that. Well, I'm a little... Um, I've had this vision for like 20 years, actually. <laughs> it's been floating around in my head and just shaping itself over and over again. And um, when I walked into this, the vision that I saw was immediate. I could actually visualize how this place would look and how I wanted it to be. So yeah, 20-year thought process in my head just came to fruition just like that. And I have no experience or background in this industry, so it's fairly unique. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a big step, a big plunge to take, it is. isn't it? But 20 years of thinking about it and imagining it, and now you're a year or so in the spot? Yeah, not quite a year. Not just, quite, just yeah, in March. March 15th will be a year. And how have you found it? I mean, uh, there's often a big gap between some expectation and reality. Um, yes. Tell me a little bit about how you found it. It's um, it's challenging, without a word of a lie. It's probably one of the largest and hardest things I've ever done. And I've been in business for 20 years on my own, doing various different things. But this is definitely challenging. Um, so many ups and downs, and uh, the one thing that I that I have to say is surrounding yourself with good people and people that have industry experience has been helpful. Well, what's the challenge? Is it the is it the technical part of uh, business management? Is it trying to do three or four different components to your business? Because that's something we want to talk about. Is it bureaucratic stuff, or is it e all of the above? Probably a little bit all of the above. I mean, when I got into this, the business side of it, I think all your skill set, like I come from a business background, so you know, my skill set is transferable there, and I think that that, um, so that's fine on that side of it. Just uh, the space in general, um, starting from scratch with with no restaurant hi- history to speak of, and going into a brand new space where I had to set up a complete commercial kitchen and uh, get it to zoning and occupancy standards 
you know, building code that was very, very challenging in this space. Meeting health requirements? Yes. Um, because the space wasn't a restaurant before to the degree that I needed it to be, right. we had to, our standards were significantly higher and there was a lot more capital input that needed to go into right. it. And that was something that I underestimated greatly. So right from the get-go, it was a challenge to get it opened. And then... Um, just the industry in general is very tough. It's very up and down, and to stabilize it and work out all of those kinks, um, people, staffing, it's transient, and so that's challenged too. I, I'm actually pretty fortunate, I think, when I look around, mm -hmm. and I have a, a, a pretty good, uh, not a pretty good, actually, I have a great staff. So I am surrounded by some really great people, and so I, I am grateful for that. But it's everything. I guess it's a combination of everything. And uh, the city itself, I mean, we've gone through three years almost, I guess, of construction downtown. It hasn't directly affected King Street where you're located, but it certainly directed the streets around it and the traffic flow. We're probably at the sort of the, you know, three quarters of the way through the process. Um, is that sort of something that you're glad is over and that you think it'll make a difference and it changed the conception a little bit of how easy or difficult it is to get to downtown Kitchener? I'm ecstatic that it's over. I, um, I purposefully thought this location would be excellent because of the construction when it was completed, naturally. The project seemed to drag on longer than anybody anticipated, so if I, if I had to do it over again, I probably would have waited six to eight months prior to opening because it was challenging when we opened with the, the construction on both ends of King Street and making it very difficult to come downtown. But um, I, I invested here because I, I believe that it's a great thing for the city. And I think that Kitchener downtown has got a real renaissance going on, and I love it. And I, I love the community. And uh, I, I wouldn't, that's why I'm here, actually. Are you from this region, from this city? No? Um, I grew up in the country, mm -hmm. Oxford County, so yeah. not far away. So I'm familiar with the city. Um, but I've lived in the region uh, for the last 27 years, oh. and in Kitchener specifically for the last six. So you know so the region pretty well. Right? I do, yeah. yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about what's actually uh, part of the Barrel Bar, the music, the clothing store, all of the things that sort of uh, you try to tie together into one business. Everything that's in this or under this roof is everything that I love in life. I'm a bit of a foodie. I, I've been known to, be, to like my wine, sometimes a little too much maybe, so I'm a little bit of a wine con connoisseur, I'd say. And um, fashion's always been a big thing for me, so I just, everything that I love under one roof. And then music is really a key element to that, uh, the entertainment. I just want people to come in here and relax and enjoy your life and socialize and enjoy all the things that I enjoy. And I wanted it to be uh, catered to more of a mature, um, maybe an urban professional crowd not a student bar, um, something where people my age could come and enjoy the things that we like to do um, in maybe a, a little bit upper scale environment um, with unique assets to it. So and is that what's happened? I believe it has actually. I'm really thrilled when I when I see it take shape. You can only you can only put what you hope to be out there and then the people that come in actually give it legs. 
and uh, I, I believe that's the culture that's being created here definitely. But I look around some nights, I'll say this, we have some young bands that come in and play and what's really unique to me is their families come, their mom, their dad, their grandmas, their aunts and uncles and their friends. So we get a range of you know 20 year olds all the way up to 7 year olds. So it's, it is really like a family environment, the environment's really warm and friendly and inviting to that. So there's, it doesn't matter your age I guess or your gender, it doesn't really matter, it's very warm and inviting to everyone and that, that was the goal. Yeah, I think that's what I would sense from that too on the occasions that I've been here recently, I guess, a couple of weeks ago, noticing there was people that were as old as I am and there were some younger people and there were people that were older than I am. And I think there's that common uh, interest, I think, in, in what happens around music in a bar with people that have that sort of common love, I guess, of, of those kinds of um, things in life. You're right. And I the environment is supposed to be conducive to that so they can come and sit whether they want to be at the back of the room or they want to be near the front of the stage it's comfortable for them it's not like going to a pub or a bar in a bar scene it's it's a little bit unique to that and so it does make it comfortable for an older crowd well tell us a little bit about the food um the restaurant used to just have a sort of a a little cooking display area before you got in here and that's now a bar area where the barrels are that we were speaking about earlier and in the back is an expanded kitchen so you're full scale you can do just about anything but what have you been trying to target as your your goal for the food that you serve here Initially when we started, I, I based it off of a tapas style menu, something that, because for the most part, we're not like a normal restaurant where the people come in and we do a lot of table turns. At lunch we, you know, at lunch we get a lunch crowd and they're usually in and out within an hour. Sure. And then at dinner time, because we're very, we're based around the entertainment, I wanted the plates to be something that you could share and stay and linger on. And even if you went for dinner previously, you could snack later on when you came came in or you could take that and share with friends. So the idea of it is supposed to be a, a tapas style menu where you can linger and socialize and not have your traditional um, your traditional mm-hmm. meat, potato, mm-hmm. vegetable and be on your way. Um, that's that's the, the essence of what and the menu is. And you try to change to the menu fairly regularly? We do. We've changed it three times now since we've been open. So the goal is to do it once a quarter and to keep it seasonal. Mm-hmm. How about the wine? You said you're a wine lover. Mm-hmm. What uh, Are the Canadian wines primarily New World, Old World, combination thereof? Combination. Yeah, we just recently, we're working actually on a new wine list as we speak. So we've put some new things on the barrels. Um, they're, those are usually local, so they're out of the Niagara Le- uh, region. We've got two reds. Right now we have a cider on tap too, and. Um, and a white wine. Those are all out of Vineland Estates right now. Um, and we change those fairly frequently as well. Um, we try to get them more easy drinking because they're large, they're inexpensive firstly. And uh, so it's easy drinking when you're sitting here sipping, that sort of thing. And then we our wine selection, we try to vary it around the menu. So there, it's complimentary to that. A little bit for everybody, I think. Yeah, sure. Um, the uh, craft beer scene is pretty big here. Are, do you sort of stay away from that and tend more toward the brown spirits and the wines and leave beer for other places too? Or we do. dip into it a bit? I mean, we, we, um, we have one craft beer on tap. It's a rotating tap. Um, we actually just recently changed our taps as well. Mm-hmm. But the idea is there's so many craft 
beer places around. I don't want to compete with that, and that's not really what we're doing mm -hmm. here. We really do try to stay away from it. Is not away from no. it. We have a little bit, like we have six. Spots, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have um, we have six beers on tap, and we rotate them fairly frequently as well. So I mean, if somebody mm -hmm. who was a craft beer connoisseur came in, we'd have something for them. But um, it's not something that we specialize in. We the brown spirits and wine. It's really what we do. Your uh, display case at the front of the restaurant that's mm -hmm. nicely visible from passersby on King Street is, uh, is it sort of a grab-and-go lunches and snacks and treats. That's kind of that's um, that's a that's a in a state of change right now. Okay. Um, we initially when we started, I think that that was my concept or my vision for it, but we're working out every day, we're working out the details to that. And so that's just kind of been put to the back burner. We do have a lot, of, that's a takeout counter right now. Mm -hmm. So anything off the menu item, you can take it to go. Um, we do a lot of desserts out of that counter. We do um, some house-made chocolate here and truffles, which are popular um, candy and chocolate-coated bacon. So whiskey-flavored truffles, mm -hmm. those sorts of things right now. I Going into the spring and summer, we'll have a uh, new menu up there that is, I think, more conducive to a grab-and-go, that yeah. stuff that displays better in that counter. Well, I guess when you step into a place like any business, any business, doesn't matter whether it's the restaurant, food and beverage industry or not, it, you know, it's sort of a work in progress for many years and you have to sort of tweak it and make adjustments and changes. So if you're not even at a year yet, it's still pretty early in the life of, of the thing and you adjust and adapt and make changes to get things right. You do and you have to and I'm learning that, <laughs> really, <laughs> learning really learning around, that, right? yes. What about the bands? Uh, mm -hmm. I'm curious, I mean, we've got, you know, um, center in the square there'll be shows at the auditorium you'll have big performances at those venues there's dallas there's other nightclubs uh this is a small sort of i guess not hidden but it's a hidden jewel shall we say um how do you find bands how do you do that uh, it's a curiosity for people do you call them? Do they have websites? How does it work? Well, we have a website that's been attracting a lot of attention right through uh, North America. It's funny how, um, because I, I knew the musical community a little bit before I got into this, and I'm a huge music fan, so I knew a lot of the local music community, but that I have a gentleman who works and does sound and does all the booking for us, Jenna Snapper. He's also a musician himself. He's traveled across the world with various artists, so we're both like heavily connected in the music community anyway mm -hmm. and so that helped us in the beginning and and that uh, we were able to book bands right from the get-go but now it's hard to keep up with the response that we're getting and trying to get people's spaces and getting the right mix of, of musicians in here and we're very particular about it um, <clears throat> I don't want to. I don't want the Rap City Barrel Bar to ever be a part of one genre. I don't want to be known just as a blues bar or a jazz bar or or a, a pop bar. Like nothing like that. We have um, we have a very clear vision that it's supposed to be a lot of different things to a lot of different people and it keeps the crowd fresh. Mm -hmm. So Monday nights we have our open mic night, Tuesday we do comedy, live comedy, free show, um, Wednesday we have, we just took on a blues jam actually and we have a, a guest um, host with that every, every week. Um, Thursday night is what we call Women in Music, and it's all women musicians that are honing their crafts and singer-songwriters. 
Uh, Friday and Saturday we leave open usually for touring acts and uh, larger bands and those are probably our big nights. Uh, and Sunday, more recently, we close and we leave that for private events. Good idea. Um, that's sort of neat. I think that to find that niche of what you want to do and try yeah. to just decide ahead of time, whether it's from the craft beer or from the kind of music that you're playing, to sort of carve out where you want to be, what you want to do, and sort of put your stake in the ground and mm -hmm. establish yourself that way. So, almost a year now, mm -hmm. um, you're sort of looking back at the same time, I guess you're looking forward, but what can you tell us about what you think about it now and what you're sort of thinking about in the next year? Well, I still love it. And I think well, that's, that's, that's a feat. <laughs> because some days it wears you down, but I, I, I still really love it. And I think that there's, um, I think this next year you'll find that Rhapsody Barrel Bar will be more established in the music scene already more than it is. And I'd like to, um, we're really focused on our menu and we want people to know that we're not just all about the, the music. You don't have to just come out here at eight or nine o'clock to see a venue, that we're a full scale bar. And, uh, and we have a cute little shop out front that offers a wide selection of clothing and giftware, and we're expanding on that. So I think you'll see it just um, expand and really define itself the way we wanted and intended to be working out all the kinks. It's a, it's a constant, constant, constantly working on all different things, but I think that we've kind of worked out a lot of bugs over this year and uh, got a solid path ahead, I think. They were booking all the way, booking bands right now all the way into the summer. Well, that's great. So, yeah. even till Christmas next right. year. So, it's, yeah, we had that's time good. to being here a while. <laughs> okay. Well, I wish you well and best wishes. And, Thanks, uh, Andrew. All the best to the Rhapsody and your, you and your staff. Thank you. Thanks for coming in.